This month on This Sacred Life, I'm happy to share an interview that I did earlier this year with a wonderful friend and client, Sarah Weiss, for the Earth Love Spirit podcast. This time, I'm on the other side of the mic, and Sarah is graciously interviewing me. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and be sure to check out the Earth Love Spirit podcast and add it to your playlist. Enjoy. Today on the Earth Love Spirit podcast, Shan Vanderleek, the transformation goddess, joins us. She is a best-selling author, podcast coach, and voiceover talent. She is host of This Sacred Life and co-host of the award-winning Anxiety Slayer podcast. Shan loves to teach women to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of reclaiming their voices and feminine sovereignty. This goddess shines. Welcome, Shan. Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Before your podcast, I was compelled to go outside and bring in a huge bunch of the cherry blossoms that I still have Mm. on some trees. And they're like, I cut them so that they're like three feet tall. So I have this beautiful display of these white cherry blossoms here for you. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know, where I live, we're the cherry capital of the of the world or of the country. Really? Anyway. Yeah. So I know exactly what's in your vase and a deep bow to those beauties. So I have a theme for this cluster of podcasts and mm-hmm. it's living into your wisdom. Mm, nice. I want to kind of bring out the ways you have moved through your life and how you continually move into living into your wisdom, that it's not something that has an end date on it. Right. And it has all kinds of cycles and permutations implied in it if you're Mm -hmm. really living into your wisdom. And so I'm hoping to inspire people to cultivate and appreciate the time and patience and perseverance it takes to truly do that. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Patience is not a Western quality. (laughs) It's it's definitely something that that I am mindful of every day because it's, I am not a patient woman. And, um, and so when I have moments of patience, they are celebrated in big ways. Oh that. my God, I was patient there. You know, I was. I was, I was. Right. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I really felt myself slow down. I felt that like I wasn't going after something mm-hmm. and I actually let it unfold. Yeah, it's really something. And it, it and it's a, yeah, it's a gift. It's, it's a gift and it is patience and flexibility are right at, at the top for me as, as reminders of just how important they are. So All right. let's pause a moment and deepen into our hearts. Calling in all the light beings that are part of our unique divine plan. Thank you for your guidance, wisdom, love, and protection. We feel you more and more every day 
as we learn how to tap in and receive fully. Thank you for helping us expand our heart, ground more deeply, and embody our truth. We pray for more ease, grace, patience, harmony, play, and abundance. We pray for our ancestors, for all of our future generations, for our collective awakening, for our collective healing, and we pray for Mother Earth. Thank you for being here with us now and eternally. Thank you for helping us remember our sacred mission. And thank you for all of the magic and miracles in our lives. Aho. Aho. Thank you, Shan. As you were saying your invocation to bring us into the sacred space, there was a downpouring of incredible light that was coming through you and through your heart out to our listeners as I was looking at you on the spiritual plane uh, while I'm listening to you on the physical plane. And so your blessing was a real blessing. Mm, Yes. So today on the Earth Love Spirit podcast, Shan and I will be discussing how we live into our wisdom. What does it mean to live into your wisdom? You know, we, we speak about a higher being, we speak about our heart centers, we speak about grounding with Mother Earth. And then when it all comes down to it, it comes down to living your life day by day and opening, allowing, figuring out how minute by minute we can bring through the highest and most beautiful aspects of our consciousness into our life. And I think people in our culture tend to want to be able to do that in a minute, uh, in five minutes, or in a three-hour workshop. But when it comes down to it, it's walking minute by minute through our lives, being very aware And Shan has been a goddess priestess in the spiritual world for several years, and she has brought her wisdom uh, directly to us through her podcast. And I would like her to share with us today what it's like to actually live into your wisdom. What does it take? Uh, Shan, can you start us off with maybe a a time in your life when you had to make a decision to follow along with the crowd or follow your heart? Mm. There are so many different pathways I could take to answer this question, but I'll start with the first, and that is I almost died during childbirth. I know this is a weird thing for me to say, but it's, but this is true that, that I am here and I feel like it's a a miracle that I am here based on what my mother went through and what we survived during my childbirth. And so that has been a, a part of, of my knowing that there is this, this one in me who was even though I came in crashing and screaming, was going to 
make something of this experience. And I really wanted to be here. And that led to forgetting all of that, of course, and going off and doing all the things that you do. You go to school and you get a job and you get married and you buy a house and you, and thankfully, uh, in my case, uh, I met a wonderful partner almost 30 years ago and have lived my life with him and, and I'm so incredibly grateful for, for our life and for our friendship and, and for his support when I decided that I no longer wanted to be on that track of doing things the way that I was expected to do them or doing things for validation or doing things, but to be able to just say enough, this has been a wonderful experience. I'm grateful for it, but here I am. And, and what do I want to do with, with the rest of my life? And of course that is also tied to giving birth to my daughter. Uh, so from my own birth story to her birth story and our birth story together, I realized very quickly that I had absolutely zero interest in jumping through flaming circus hoops for the money anymore. And I had a high level career in television. I was there for a long, long time, all the trappings, all the trimmings. And leaving that to follow the, the flow of my life to create more spaciousness, to create more quality time, to be a mother who was present and attending the, the healing that I needed in order to be a, a better version of myself and, and to have the time to do so. We, I mean, there's just, and there's so much more than that, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there for now. Well, can we, can we go into that a little? Because this is what I see with people now, you know, all of a sudden people have all this time, uh, time to be with themselves, time to reconsider what path their life is taking. Mm -hmm. And between feeling like you have something different, a different path opening for you, and actually getting on that path, there's a whole story in there. Yeah, there is. And that seems to be almost the agonizing part, you know, where we struggle with listening, sensing, not even having the clarity maybe of what we want to do and how we, how, how we bounce through life, kind of bounce off the walls almost because we don't know what we're doing. And maybe there's some fine points in there that you can share with us that might be helpful for people to relate to. Sure. I'd love or to. it would I'd be guidance to. for them. Yeah. Well, when I, when I started my career in coaching, it was all about transition co coaching and. Yeah. <laughs> and so there are, there are four stages to every transition. Uh, you can apply this to anything. And the, the very first stage is being uncomfortable, not being happy in your own skin, uh, not maybe not knowing what's going on, but you know a change is coming. And it's not for the faint of heart, for sure. And it's one of the reasons why so many people stay 
stuck or stay doing what they've always done. But when you allow yourself to just really get quiet and go in and inquire, you will start to learn how to, how to better care for yourself and, and what it is that you need in that moment. And so this isn't a, you know, this is this time of sometimes it can be shocking. And, and then that kind of moves into the next part of the going internal, uh, which it just automatically leads you there. This isn't a time to start new things. This isn't a time to uh, be uh, out pushing yourself beyond your limits. This is really a time to pull in, go in. This is a time to journal and and be in nature and allow yourself the the unfolding that that you need to get clear about what this may or may not look like. And I was doing all of this back when I was when I knew I had to leave my career and I knew I couldn't leave it overnight. And so there was a kind of a straddling of two worlds while that was going on. And, and in that, in that uh, second phase, you get to a point where you feel like you're ready to go to step three or to, to move into this new space of exploration. And this is my favorite part because then you start to see, Oh, what might this look like? Or I wonder if I could do this or boy, that might suit me or this, you know, this is when these synchronicities happening happen, whether it's listening to a podcast or watching a video or having a conversation with a friend or just having this bolting or this lightning bolt of, of uh, intuition that comes through. And you start to feel like there's this possibility, this potential. This is when you start to set dates and make changes and, and find the courage to to make the change, to make the transition. And then of course, step four is Renaissance celebration and really uh, having this beautiful resonant knowing that you're, you've arrived. And of course we don't get to stay in, in this phase or stage forever. Uh, this cycle continues to repeat itself in, in different spaces in your life but you can really have that gorgeous knowing that, ah, I can do this. I know what to look for. I know how to care for myself through each stage of the transition. And I can be sweet with myself and know that I'm not going to stay in this discomfort. Every cycle has to do with uh, how long we're willing to be uncomfortable, right? There, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are willing to stay in pain, in their pain body. But for those who get that push, who embrace, accept, receive that miracle, that knowing, you, you get to continue moving forward. And sometimes if you don't make the choice, well, we know what happens. The universe will make it for you, right? Right. So those are the, those are the steps that I would have our listeners consider today. Beautiful, especially the focus on the part that's uncomfortable. Mm. Um, there's so much focus on everything looking so good in everyone's lives and how yeah. you present yourself to the world that when this discomfort comes up, things start to get awkward. 
you know, you feel like I'm all elbows and moving through the world in a, in a difficult way. And it, in a way, there's this self-blame and self-critical voice that says, oh, you know, you're doing this all wrong. So to get the permission to understand that that um, discomfort is the first signal that something's opening for you. Mm-hmm. is the the gift of of what you're sharing with the people today with the listeners yeah so humor is i think humor is also something i need to bring forward as well to find mm. the humor in the situation because i remember when i was making this decision it felt like the biggest decision i was ever making in my entire life. It was just so big, so heavy. So, and I had a a friend who just reminded me about how funny some of what was going on in the the workplace that, that I was in, there was a regime change and they made it very easy for me to leave because I had complete freedom for almost the entire time I was there until this change. And then it became uh, you know, everything under a microscope. And I don't perform well in, in that. And I was responsible for millions of dollars of revenue. So, uh, so as, as these, as the microscopes kept coming out, as the magnifying glass kept coming out, I could start to see some of the humor in all of it. It was just ridiculous. And as soon as I could see that and feel that and sense that and know that, it changed everything. I could continue to do what I needed to do for the length of time I needed to do it and move on and not feel like everything was just so important, so incredibly uh, heavy. And anyway, it was a mm-hmm. humor is always a, a wonderful friend. So uh, were finances one of the things that you were struggling with? Uh, because that's very often what I hear from people. Well, I can't afford to make this change. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. You know, so it, it wasn't that I couldn't afford to make the change. It was how am I going to continue to live the way that I want to live, which this career has allowed me to do. I mean, it, and to be in, in living in my dream home and living in the village of Sutton's Bay and and you know, walking to Lake Michigan and all of the all of the things. So what what I had to get really clear about of what was important to me and what was easy to fall away, and then to understand. It. And there was some arrogance in there as well, Sarah. I thought you know I I would I was very successful. I always had been. I just figured I'd I'd just you know step right into the flow of of that on my own, and which was just hilarious a couple of, <laughs> a couple of years later sitting with my financial planner going oh my god i was so arrogant <laughs> what was i thinking but but the good news was i took the time to plan and and deal and refinance properties and move money and i did all the things to prepare myself the best way i could but i was in a position where all of a sudden i had a car payment that I never had and an insurance payment that I never had and gasoline that I had to pay for that I and no expense account and no travel, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I had to just get really, really, really clear about what, what was important to me and to be okay with uh, 
what was going to unfold. And, you know, here we are um, 13 years later and, and I'm so incredibly happy for having made the decision and even experiencing some of the tougher times uh, that came when uh, even the best laid plans, because all this went down and then the, um, and then the economy tanked just fell on its ass right after I made the decision. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Well, of course, here we are. Show me what you got now, Shan. Mm -hmm. What was the risk for you? Was it your image? What you thought of yourself? What, what was the risk that you were taking? If it wasn't so much financial and you were very grounded and planful about that, what was the real risk? Uh, I think that, um, the real risk was just not knowing what was going to happen of, of taking the leap and knowing that there was no guarantee uh, that I would succeed. And what would that look like if I, if I didn't, because up until that point, I didn't really know I just knew how to kick ass and take names, <laughs> make money, you know? <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I remember feeling very, very discombobulated after uh, leaving because I had so much of my identity wrapped up in that position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it took some time, but that's when I decided, oh, I need to practice yoga and become a yoga teacher. The identity part was, was the trick because I had so much wrapped up in who I had become through my career. And I realized very quickly that I needed to get back in my body. Uh, Didn't realize I was out of it and start practicing yoga, which led to yoga teacher training, which led to teaching yoga and more breath work and really got me on the path of of accepting and rekindling the divine feminine because I had completely kicked the feminine part of me, me to the curb and uh, so much masculine. And now I have a beautiful balance of both, but at the time it was take the tests. Are you more masculine or yeah, <laughs> masculine? Of course. That's Very interesting. And I think that would be very interesting to our listeners. Because here you are dropping off the corporate uh, matrix, and you're becoming a spiritual entrepreneur, which means that you are in charge of everything in terms of your work, how you're creating, generating a path that leads from within, but is still unknown. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, there's the part of us that wants to take control and manage and create uh, in a, in a way that is very masculine. And how do we let that allowing part, that spaciousness of the feminine to come in and actually breathe through those scary moments? With practice. Ah. In the beginning, the I just think of the, the courses that I wrote and my 
first book and the way that I wanted to market and the way, because, you know, again, I had that sales and marketing and promotion and television. So I already had all that kind of built in, which was, which has been a gift for sure. However, what I realized was that as buttoned up as I wanted to be, or as, as hitting all the marks, the check marks and all the boxes and whatever, it wasn't going to work if, if it was coming again from that place of being buttoned up. It needed to come from a place of having a, a loose outline or structure that I could circle through and move through and, and kind of weave my story in a way that helped me see and understand what could work and what wouldn't work and what people really want and what, what I really need and that I'm not going to show up and, and do things that I don't enjoy, even though I can even though I can do anything, <laughs> even though I mm-hmm. came into the world knowing that I could do any, you know, that kind of business mm-hmm. and to, to be able to step back and be, okay, so, but what is it that, that you want to bring forward? And so this is where the, that inspiration comes from, the guidance and inspiration to what, what do I really want to do? And generally it doesn't look like check boxes and, and, uh, and validation from somewhere else. It's, it's all about, oh, yeah, this feels good. I want to I wanna share this. So this is how we're illustrating living into your wisdom. So you're starting to describe a process where you're sensing, feeling, aligning with something inside of you that seems to be a guiding light within yeah. you. Very much a, a show me, show me, show me self-inquiry through journaling and and of course the wisdom that comes with life experience (laughs) Uh, the wisdom that comes from gardening and walking the shores of Lake Michigan and having conversations with people like you and being a part of the changing woman sisterhood and the earthwalk community and the you know the people that I surround myself with all of that and when you mentioned the the sisterhood, it really touched my heart because that's mm-hmm. something that I feel very authentically with you. Um, how did the Sacred Life podcast come around here? So the podcast began in 2007 or 2008, and it was the True Balance podcast. And that is uh, the name of my company, True Balance International. And at the time, that was... And, and still is very much a part of what I wanted to live and breathe and teach and be was what true balance looks like. And not from a place of holding a pose or balancing, but from a place of a loyal dance of how you dance through your life with as much balance as, as you possibly can between the worlds of professional world and personal world and, and all of the other worlds that, that come into our our space. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that morphed into transformation goddess. And then that morphed into this sacred life because this sacred life is, I, I just, I feel like that the day-to-day choices that I'm making and the way that I'm showing up and the way that I want to continue to move through the world and the way that I want to help other women share their voices and, and stories of feminine sovereignty that all falls under this sacred life. Mm. And so we, 
we talk about it. So yeah, it's a, again, it's a work in progress or process. And I just let it evolve where it wants to, where it wants to go. Now for our listeners, I want them to know that you're also an anxiety expert. Yes. With your, <laughs> with your other podcast. Can you tell us about the Anxiety Slayer? Sure. Anxiety Slayer was born uh, in 2009 when my co-host and business partner, Ananga Sivir, reached out to me. Ananga lives in the UK. And she was enjoying some of my writing at the time and reached out and wondered if we might want to collaborate on a project and help people who are suffering from anxiety. And she comes from a background of Ayurveda and she's one of the pioneers of and teachers of EFT tapping back when it was emotional freedom technique. Um, she was teaching 20 years ago before, before it became, you know, all the rage. And she is just incredible. She's one of my uh, favorite people on the planet and, and mm. such an incredible teacher. Anyway, because I had already been podcasting, uh, it occurred to me that we could have a, a nice setup where the two of us came together and had conversations and helped people with the combination of our talents. Because at the time I was, as I mentioned earlier, teaching yoga I was doing a lot of guided meditations and relaxations and teaching yoga nidra. I knew a lot of breath work. We, so we just combined our skills. And she's a musician and I'm an editor and voiceover talent. It was just one of those perfect unions. And here we are over 10 years later, 7 million downloads, 500 podcasts, you know, we're, we're, and we're still doing it. And we're still helping people and showing up and supporting our listeners to with the tools that they need, the resources that they need and, and all of the love and support to take action and move through the anxiety that they suffer, the stress, the PTSD, what, whatever it is that they're dealing with. And we, we help them do that. And we've been doing that for a long time and will continue for a long time to come. Well, they're perfect compliments because if you're someone who's beginning to live your sacred life and as we all know the when we start to delve inside and contact the sacred part of us there's aspects of ourselves that show up for detoxing for releasing and mm -hmm. and that can be a little scary and anxiety producing and so to offer both um both podcasts of great wisdom uh, makes a, a good pairing on every level for your listeners. Oh, thank you. If you were to offer some of your experience and wisdom about how to actually follow, really take that first step, what would you say to people? The first step for what? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> okay, good, good question. Um, to, to be able to step into that place where you're finally going to take control of your life and not control in that heavy way, but really become a sovereign being 
where you're going to drop off, I call the matrix, and become your true self. Mm, I think it begins with curiosity. Mm. Following what you're curious about. Allowing yourself to look at things in a in a completely different way. And I'm one of the most curious people you'll ever meet. Just ask my husband, my daughter. (laughs) So yeah, it starts there, allowing yourself to be curious and to see what else is possible. Because my goodness, there's so much else that is possible that you haven't even touched on, that you might not even have a clue. And as soon as you allow that, allow that in, invite that in, it's just Wow, what a ride. Oh, listeners, you really have to catch the vibe that Shan's sending out right now. Because not everyone has that uh, vibrant curiosity. And if you can just catch what she is radiating, that's going to open up a whole entire new world for you. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Shan. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, how they can get in touch with you? We're going to have the information in the show notes, but what are your offerings and and how should people get in contact with you? Sure. Well, I'm available all over social media. If you just search for Shan Vanderleek, you'll find me. And then the website that I'd recommend is shanvanderleek.com because that is a portal to anxiety slayer and the sacred life and podcast bath because i'm also a podcast producer and and voiceover talent so you can find everything right there right now i don't have a a special promotion or or offering beyond that uh, i just keep showing up and supporting those right now who are who are suffering or who are having a difficult time navigating through covid19 and and how to how to care for themselves. So if you catch me on social media, you'll see the different Zoom calls or different things that kind of pop up based on what I think you need or what I'm intuiting that needs to be shared. I'd love for you to listen in to Anxiety Slayer or to The Sacred Life. Those are both available wherever podcasts are played. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time to share your wisdom with our listeners and specifically around living into your wisdom. So many blessings to you, Shan, and to your beautiful work. And we look forward to connecting with you on many of the platforms that you're offering to our listeners. God bless. And to you. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life. If you enjoyed today's episode and love this podcast, would you please take a moment and leave me some ratings and reviews wherever you listen in? It sure would be a big help. The more reviews and ratings I receive, the more women I can reach around the world. Thanks for your consideration.